Hey, let's do this. This is episode 91. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how it's not all about you. We're going to dig in how to get people to pay attention to you and what you need to do to make that happen. Before we dig into this episode, I want to invite you to join me and a lot of other people for my seven-day Get Unstuck Challenge. If you find yourself going through the motions in life, if you find yourself not making decisions, if you find yourself on cruise control, my seven-day Get Unstuck Challenge will help you big time. It's absolutely free. Just go to the show notes, enter your email address, and you are in. Also, every single week, I send out the most amazing motivational text messages. If you're based in North America, you can receive them. The number to text to sign up is 310-564-7124. Once again, 310-564-7124. That number's in the show notes. All right, let's get to it. Episode 91. Hey, welcome to the Antonio Nev Show, where I remind you each week that no matter where you stand today, your story isn't over yet. The best is ahead. I'm your host, Antonio Neves. I'm the author of Stop Living on Autopilot and a Success Coach. This week, we're going to talk about a very important topic. That topic being, it's not about you. To be more direct, we're going to talk about how you can get people to pay attention, okay? Um, <laughs> the short story is we have to give people what they want. But let's let's start here first. So my wife has been out of town abroad for a bit. And since she's been gone, it's just been me and our, our five-year-old twins. And I noticed one of our twins was definitely behaving a little bit more uh, differently since mom was gone. I mean, it is fair to say uh, they straight up missed their mom, rightly so, because they have an amazing mom. And I found myself, you know, getting a little bit frustrated and, you know, doing the the repetitive, what's wrong? Is everything okay? What's wrong? Right? Asking a five-year-old, that's like asking a five-year-old, you know, what does e pluribus unum mean? They probably don't know. And I was talking to my wife about this and I was just saying, hey, that, oh my goodness, they really, really, really miss you. And, you know, I feel a little, a little sad because one of our kids just, you can tell they're just deeply sad. And my wife, she just asked me this, this brilliant question. It's basic, but it was so brilliant. She says, hey, you know, that kid just loves to be snuggled with. You know that that kid loves long hugs. They love cuddling and they just love being loved up on. And she said, have you been doing that with them? And I paused and I was like, no, they get their hug every day before I take them to school and they get their kiss before bedtime and their hugs and all that kind of stuff. But in the way that my wife does this when she's home. No, uh, the kid hasn't received those, those really, really deep snuggles and, and cuddles and, and loving up on them because normally when my wife's home, she gives all the hugs and snuggles. Don't get me wrong. They get plenty of love and hugs and kisses and snuggles from me. But when my wife's here, I also, I'm the one that, that's silly. I'm the one that, you know, we're wrestling around. We're, we're doing sports stuff outside. We're, uh, just, you know, I love them, but I don't play the role that my wife normally 
place. So my wife's question of, hey, have you been snuggling? Have you been hugging? Have you been cuddling? Have you been loving up on them? Really got me thinking. And specifically, it made me start thinking about the amazing book, The Five Love Languages. And if you haven't read this book, it's an amazing book. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But basically, it says that all of us have a specific love language that we like to receive in in life. Uh, one example of, is words of affirmation. Some people really, really need and want words of affirmation. Another one is some people just love quality time. They just want to spend quality time together. Other people, the third one is acts of service. If you do some nice act of service for them. Uh, a fourth one is gifts. Some people's love language is, yo, buy me stuff, big or small. Uh, and the fifth, the fifth love language is physical touch. And that's the, the love language of one of my kids who loves to be cuddled and, and snuggled. You know, what's funny, you know, for me, as I think about my love language for the longest time, my love language was straight up, just leave me to hell alone. <laughs> that was my love language. Like, yo, just leave me alone. People are like, yo, what do you want? What's your big dream? And it's like mine for the longest time was like, I just want to be left alone. That's a whole bunch of different trauma and stuff <laughs> from the past. But anyhow, I've come to learn over time and with therapy and with maturity and coaching and getting curious that actually the best way to connect with me, my love language is words of affirmation. Um, if you like try to communicate with me with initially with physical touch, like karate chops are probably coming. If you try to communicate with me with a gift, I'm probably going to return it and get the money back and buy actually what I want. However, if you lead with words of affirmation for me, you got my attention. So that's a bit of a tangent there, but I want to come back to this whole notion of what we have to do to get people to pay attention and why it's not always about us. You see, what we have to do is to be willing to meet people where they are, right? Not where we want them to be. We have to be willing to meet people where they are, not where we are. Now, as an executive coach, and I've coached so many people over the past 10 years, and I've worked with these really amazing, dynamic executives, and no two executives are the same, what's interesting is that I've learned that some of the executives I've coached, you know, they pay more attention and lean forward with their staff or with me if I'm communicating with emotion, creativity, and strong storytelling. Like that, that's going to draw them in. I don't, you know, most times this is a creative type professional, but not all the time. Now, here's what's interesting. Then on the other side of the spectrum, there are other types of executives who straight up will only pay attention if you get their attention with data and with numbers first. If you come up with some emotion and creativity and strong storytelling, they're going to karate chop it. They're not going to pay attention. However, if you get their attention with data and with numbers, then they will pay attention. And you know, and you know what's funny is I have this gift in life professionally. I can connect with absolutely anyone. I can walk into a room of strangers and I am good. I've done that throughout my whole life. It's just straight up a gift that I have. Maybe you have this gift as well. But here's what's funny. Here's where the irony shows up. 
This gift of me being to connect with anyone, meet people where they are, figure out what their quote unquote love language is, figure out if they need emotion, story, creativity, or data. For some reason, that only works for me professionally. It's like when I get home, all of that goes out of the window and I forget all of that and I'm stuck in one gear. You ever rode, driven, driven, you ever rode one of those bikes that has like just one gear? Yo, when you're going down downhill on a one gear bike, you're good to go. But yo, when you start getting a bit of an incline, that incline on that one gear and the, the, those those calf muscles and those thighs start burning, ooh, it gets a little bit more challenging. And that's how my communication sometimes has been with home and with the people that I've loved most. And I've, I've had to learn from this and adjust uh, so I can connect and not create distance. So enough about me. You know all about my personal life right now. How about you? How about you at home in those relationships that matter most at work in your community? Are you like riding that bike with one gear, like straight up going to need to ice your knees and your thighs when you get home? Or are you shifting your gears? Are you shifting gears, riding a bike with multiple gears with your communication and how you show up? Or once again, are have you are you like the way that I've been? Are you stuck in one gear trying to force things, trying to be the it's my way or the highway? As we all know, it's my way or the highway thing. It, it can work for a little bit, believe it or not, but it's not sustainable. It won't last for a long time. <laughs> Randomly, this makes me think about like if you're a leader, if you're the boss and you actually have to remind people that you're their boss. Guess what? You've already lost that battle. You've been doing it's my way or the highway, but you have not been shifting gears. That's a whole other subject. If you're interested in that subject, leading um, employees and teams, DM me. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on that. Anyhow, let's get back to this. If you don't already know, it will be good for you to learn first what your love language is to get clear on that. But also, it'd be really beneficial for you to get a clear understanding of what the love language is, if you will, of those people who are closest to you in your household, family members, etc. Now, if we want to take this a bit more professionally, because odds are you may not be handing out the book, The Five Love Languages, to people, to your colleagues and people on your team. For some people, that may just be a little bit weird. However, there are other things that you can do. There are a plethora of personality assessments like uh, the Myers-Briggs type indicator, which I'm certified to administer. Uh, There's DISC. Uh, There's this new one I heard about not long ago called Working Genius. Um, There's something I'm hearing more and more people talk about called uh, something called human design. Very similar. And what this does when we, when we, when we do these assessments, Right. And learn more about people's personalities and how they like to receive information. What's going to get them to pay attention? Guess what? We can show up differently for one person. We may need to communicate in first gear with another person. We may need to communicate in third gear. Another person we may need to go to fifth gear. And yeah, there are going to be some people that no matter what we do, we're just going to end up stalling. That just happens now and then. But what I want us to be willing to do is to be willing to adjust and not be stuck in that one gear bike pedaling up a hill. You probably can see that visual right now. 
Hey, and I want you to know that I took my wife's advice and I have been snuggling up and hugging and cuddling, cuddling up on my kid. Don't get me wrong that they still miss mommy a lot, but I could tell something changed when I met this kid where they were as opposed to where I am. Um, and yeah, that, that, that's where I'm going to end this right now. I, I got a smile on my face, so I'm going to end right now. Hey, thank you so much for listening to The Antonio Nev Show. For more information on the episode you just heard, head on over to my website at theantonionevs.com. If you haven't followed The Antonio Nev Show yet or left a review, I kindly invite you to do so right now. If you know someone that would get a lot out of this episode, hit that share button and share with them via email, text message, you name it. Okay, I'm going to see you back here next week with another great episode. In the meantime, I want you to remember that the best is ahead. And when you work and believe that the best is ahead, things begin to change for the better. Never forget... You have a say in this.